0: Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Hi, hey everyone, and welcome to this latest item review podcast. This is a little bit of a special one. This is a, a kind of recap slash review of our recent Wisdom Unplugged 2022 event. And joining me from uh, from co sponsors, Snow Software, I've got Yella Weindeltz, who is um, Director of Business Consulting for Amia. So uh, hello, Yella. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, glad to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for, for joining. I mean, I know you're pretty busy. You've got one or two things going on at the moment as we come up to, to year end. Um, so um, so yeah, so so the idea for this, you know, we, we did the, the event uh 30th of November down in London. Um and really for this podcast, just want to go through some of the things that we spoke about uh look at some of the themes and, and and that kind of thing so probably the best place to start is is with you and your session that you kicked us off with which was looking at the the roadmap for, for 2023 um so the, you know, there were loads of great things in the during the session so kind of for people listening you know what what would you say that roadmap should look like you know what what should people be considering for next year
1: yeah. It, um, first of all, thank you for um, the opportunity. Back in uh, two weeks ago, now um, in in November, it was um, it was great. It's great interactive session. And when it comes to to roadmap,s um, I, we tend to look at it in in three different areas. Um, you you have three questions that you really should address from a roadmap point of view. And and the first one is what assets should i manage yeah we, we've all heard this this exploding boom of of new um, new stuff the evolving uh, world of cloud and SaaS and containers and things like that but let's not forget about the mainstream okay you still have to deal with your infrastructure you still have to deal with end user computing you still have to deal with package software um, virtual machines and stuff like that but look at that evolving space. Yeah, there's there's you can't stop that evolvement. You can't stop that that progression of new things coming in. Um but also have to think about the future. Yeah, what comes after containers, what what is important to me as an organization? Because you can now start looking at, okay, well. I need to put, put a bit of time and effort in. What does it mean if I want to start tracking APIs or IoT devices, or is source code really important for me? One of the things that that came out um, of, the, uh, of the session was that the majority of people sit in that, that evolving space at the moment. Yes, mainstream is still important, but they want to try and get a bit more um, hold over cloud and SaaS, and and yeah look at at where we're at in the world it's just a space that is that is important yeah we're all moving into the cloud we're all moving into this that space that is gonna um change the way we we have to track stuff um so that that really is really one of the areas that that as a um, as a software asset manager and ITS manager is the first question you should ask is really about where do I put my focus now even uh, in that sorry Rich sorry
0: I'm just going to say I completely agree with you and um, you know, it, it's something that we saw uh, du- during the, the the sessions you know as you were saying you, you still have to do all the things that you've been doing, but now there's this extra stuff. And we we did see when we were talking about, you know, uh, objectives and challenges that that balance of the two was something that people, you know, identified as a a potential struggle, but but still something that they knew they needed to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it is, if I look at uh, the industry in general, um, yeah, uh, about sixty percent of item professionals are not fully managing their saAS estate. Time to move time to move on to that that become part of the forty percent. Let's hope that that's gonna be a fifty or sixty percent eventually of people who do manage it because it is important it is it is where the world is right now um and With the ever changing economic crisis, um, the more complex worlds that our vendors are introducing, the price hikes, we need to take charge. So put some focus into that space.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, with with SaaS, the, the, you know, as you said, you know, there's been a real kind of explosion over the last few years, you know, even before COVID, you know, SaaS was. Um, a big thing. Now it's enormous. Um, and I guess you know there's always a tendency with businesses. Sure. You know, you, you never want to you never want to waste money. But when things are going well or when things are you know completely abnormal like they were during COVID, you know, the there's perhaps not always as strict a focus on cost savings and spend efficiency you know it's more about let's just enable people to get things done and we'll you know we'll sort it out later um but but now as you say with recessions etc now is the time where organisations are starting to you know they have to look at their their spend across the business yeah and and you know ITAM, you know wonderfully positioned really to to help with that
1: yeah, absolutely. And that actually nicely leads to that second question of that that strategy, that roadmap piece. And that is how do the new operating models really impact ITEM? Yeah, what is it that is having an influence in how we work? So you mentioned some of those market trends like hybrid working. Um, the, the other big one there is is yeah, that business led IT. No longer are the uh, the procurement department or the the um, sam department necessarily the decision makers when it comes to buying it. Yeah that that whole world has shifted from a you know, big contract with IBM and Microsoft being dealt with at a corporate level as high up as possible it's being moved more down towards the um individual departments and even down to end users, yeah, even the, the providers that we're dealing with nowadays are, are marketing themselves to the end user. So that has an impact on who actually buys software or, or actually signs up to, to a software contract. So that has a big impact in, in what you will see and find within your organization. Yeah, that's, that visibility of data that you don't necessarily see coming in through a procurement process is now suddenly coming into um, into vision through your discovery applications, th- through cloud applications that still need to be paid for. Yeah, you still need to have that that budget for that. And then the the, the other area that's that is a market trend that is coming out is that the rise of DevOps. Uh, we 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 all heard the words about FinOps and DevOps and any other ops part of the business that is just spinning up stuff and buying in things and subscribing to something, it is leading to a larger risk of of waste, um, as well as security vulnerabilities. Um, and it's it's being driven by by innovation. It's being driven by the demand from the business and it people or sorry, um, uh, end users for it to deliver faster. Um, the end users are smarter as well. Yeah. That's, they're now getting to a stage where they, um, they, they do they're, they're used to computers. They work at home. They do a lot of stuff at home. They might even be developing stuff at home. So they're now expecting it when they're back in the business as well. Um, And then you've got applications being discovered, cloud applications being discovered in the business because one person decided I want to have Miro because that's a great application for interacting with other people within my business. So they send a link to that application. And before you know it, it's spread into the organization because lots of people are using it to communicate and interact with each other for good reasons. But IT or the procurement people didn't have any control over that.
0: Yeah, it's the the, the sort of very definition of of shadow IT, but yep. but then it kind of it comes out of the shadows and you know it, it becomes your it might not be what you've got written down as your primary software choice, but it it it's what's being used by by the majority of people. Um so I sort of with with that, you know one thing i I've wondered about you know for organizations if if it turns out that your users are using something other than your chosen standards, you know should you sort of fight with them and and make them use i don't know you know slack instead of teams or <clears throat> excuse me um or should you Kind of take a step back and say actually you know if 70 percent of our staff are using this this product does that mean that we should change our corporate standards you know, are we seeing sort of you know bottom down decision making almost in that way
1: um to a certain extent yes um i, I think one of the things that, that the software asset management and it asset management team should be careful of is that they're being seen as blockers. Um, they need to be agile. They need to be able to, to respond to the demand of the business. And if the demand of the business comes from the end users um, community that says, we want to work with Slack and not with Teams, and there may be some very good reasons for that, then, yeah, it's a, it's a time to look at, okay, well, maybe we need to change our, our um software stack we need to change the applications that are approved um and and again that's that then leads me to that third question thank you for setting that up richard but um it it is about you need to form alliances with different parts of the business you need to start talking to to a different group of people that can help you a not just promote software asset management and it asset management but also um, keep that, that momentum going of, of having visibility and control on what's going on. Now, if you think traditionally, the people that an, an, an ITAM organization would work with is, is procurement and service desk and finance and vendor management. But we should also be talking to security. We should be talking to FinOps. We should be talking to business and lines of business leaders. Um, because that's where some of these decisions are being made on what software to use and how to use it and why. And and so I think one of the things from a roadmap perspective that's very important is is build, take your current stakeholders but expand that group. Yeah, pick one or two areas of the business that are um that are leading some of those that's new innovation piece um security is always a good one because yeah they tend to have quite a bit of budget so that's great from an item perspective if you can use some of that FinOps, it's the big buzzword everybody's moving into the cloud everybody's uh is going towards azure and aws and spinning things up um we've had discussions before where where FinOps is still seen as a separate department and should they be part of SAM, um, at least talk to each other, at least get that conversation going because there is benefits to be brought by both parts of that, that um, business function to the overall IT asset management and the results that each of these departments want to achieve in the long run.
0: I completely agree. I, I think the you know if we're we're talking about you know what things should should the listeners put on their roadmap for next year, what should their objectives be? I, I think that widening your circle of you know business friends and, and stakeholders is is absolutely key. Um, you know, we we've seen some good success and you know and some of the objectives. That, that people came up with during uh the wisdom unplugged conference you know was around educating internal stakeholders and staff on itam um you know and that that helps everyone you know it helps you it helps them it helps the business in general um so i i think you know looking at 2023 and saying right who don't I talk to? Um, and, you know, like you say, you know, choose one or two and and go and be the change that you want to see. And, yeah. you know, go and uh, reach out to them, find some common talking points, find where you can help them, where they can help you. And, and you know, it, it helps everyone at a stakeholder level, but also it will help with the, you know, the ongoing measure to to make item more strategic within a business absolutely if, if you're working between different departments and coordinating projects and achieving goals you you will be seen as a a more strategic part of the business for sure
1: yeah absolutely and and also look at at the the overall objectives and uh, what an organization is trying to do so think of your company that you're working for And what is it that is important for them? Um, Lots of organizations nowadays talk about uh, sustainability, um, green IT. How can you, as an ITAM uh, function, fit into that? Look at the data that is currently already being gathered by default. And can that be used and leveraged in a slightly different way than what you're traditionally used to? We um, yeah, are being able to take your uh, your discovered hardware information and the information that's being gathered on on what you've got sitting in Azure and, and AWS and and then providing um, reporting back that says, okay well, we are on the IT estate producing X amount of CO2. Or um, this is how much harmful materials are actually currently, Inside of the, the makes and models of my computers that I've got. <coughs> Excuse me. So, bringing that data together and providing it back into uh, into the business is is a great way of promoting item.
0: Definitely, you know, we're seeing organisations starting to to appoint you know, chief sustainability officers and and that kind of thing. And you know, if you if you can reach out proactively and say, look, we've got this information about A, B, and C, I think you could use it. You know, it, it will um it it will take ITAM from still what many people have, you know, the the kind of old perception of ITAM is around. You know, counting licenses, stopping audits, um, yeah. you know, balancing budgets, and 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 really show them that that it, it's a, a driver for sustainability, digital transformation. Uh, you know, lots of these these new um, initiatives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not just so. So within Snow, one of the things that we've we've started referring Sam. We're moving away from that term Sam, because it's quite restrictive. It's software asset management. We so the data that's being gathered is so much more. so the 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 term that we use now is technology intelligence. You're gathering information from different assets, whether it's hardware and software um and the use of it. And that data could be used as an intelligence source in lots of other areas. Um there is a there's there's a focus on, on whatever the focus is at that point in time within a business, but everything tends to be underpinned by hardware by software, by usage of software, and you've got it yeah your your item function is at the core of that they're they're the data providers you become that um uh, that key um uh data provider. Sorry, I just can't think of the better word for that, but you become the key data provider within your organization that should be feeding into lots of different parts of the business. Yeah. By...
0: Sorry, go on.
1: No, 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 that's fine. Sorry.
0: So, so I think it re- really is a kind of uh you know a, a foundational layer of of data. Um, and, you know, I, well, one of the things that, that I say that um, really a lot of it is about it's getting the right data to the right people, um, but then at the right time. And, and I, I think as well, also in the right way, and it, it's something that we've spoken about before. And we spoke about during Unplugged as well, that, you know, the, the way that you tell a stakeholder or certainly a, you know, a C level exec, the, the story of what you've done or, or, or the success, it has to be different than the way that you would tell someone on the SAM team. Um, and, and I think understanding how to present the data, package the data up is probably something, you know, a skill that, that is is well worth adding to your 2023 roadmap as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, nobody is going to look at, at an ITAM or a software asset management function and um, straight away think, yes, this is what they're bringing to the business. You need to shout and scream from the rooftops on your successes. Um, and, and yes, that conversation, of course, is slightly different to your C-level than it would be to to your end users. But everybody will have benefits from it. Yeah, the end users will have a benefit because you can keep things running a lot more smoother, a lot quicker. Um, and at sea level you're, you're looking at still looking at the important piece of of savings and money. Yeah, money speaks a thousand words um, in any company. Um, so the more you can optimize, the more you can streamline through the use of your data set that would help an organisation to be more successful, great. Yeah, the more invaluable you as, an, as a, a function become as well.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what it's all about in, in many ways. You know, it, it's, you wouldn't run a business without a finance team or a security team. So why you know why would you run one without a, a well resourced ITAM team, um, and I think a big part of what what ITAM professionals can do is just show the the right people in their business that they are you know that, that strategically important to to achieving the the, the sort of twenty first century goals that that many businesses are striving for. Um, you know, it it really is. It's not a nice to have. It, it's a must have. Is I, I think you know how how we would sum it up in in a couple of words. Um, but I, I think um, so so we've I think we've covered the kind of roadmap side of things quite nicely there. But before we finish, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on as well was on, on the day uh, at the unplugged conference, we spoke about what people would want to see in the next generation of ITAM tools. And there there were a couple of things in there that were were really actually very interesting. Um, Some people were talking around cost modeling so that you can accurately determine if I move this from on-prem into the cloud, what do my costs look like? And also vice versa, if you want to come back from the cloud, um, I thought that was quite an interesting one. But then we, we had a few people talking about um containers as well and, and more insight into those. And you mentioned containers earlier. Do you do you see that as something which should be on everyone's radar for 2023?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um containerization is uh well that that ship has left. It's definitely out there, you can't stop it. Um it is designed to try and make uh, provide a more agile world. It's 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 the new VM virtual machine virtual world. So yes,, um, it's out there. Uh, the the biggest challenge I think from an industry perspective that's happening right now, it's it's still a little bit, um, muddy it's still a little bit what does it mean where does it go um how do i license that um so so or even how do i visualize it so what we are doing from a snow perspective is we um we have a containerization module that has um is literally going through its last steps on on beta at the moment um where we give you insight on what is on your um, Azure or AWS um, Kubernetes, so we we have that visualization piece. At least we now know what is inside that container, um, and that that is then going to develop further into uh, next year, where we're going to bring into that that visualization piece the um, the licensing components or optimization. So, where, how what usage do I have, and how can I optimize that now, the, the one of the challenges with with containerization is the vendors are only now starting to come out with those license models now those license models will change we know so because they're not going to be the first iteration of that is not going to be optimized for those those vendors the ibms of this world for instance um we some of our our let's call it blue sky thinking is we will probably need to think about consumption type licensing rather than it's installed and it's used it. We're actually maybe looking at how it's being consumed that the software that's inside the container, because that's probably where the license modeling is going to go. So that's all kind of stuff that we are currently working on um, from an R and D perspective. Um, But step one, Let's visualize it. Let's let's bring in the information on, on what is inside those containers so that we can we can provide you that picture. Once you've got that picture, the other things will follow. And that includes cost modeling at some point.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think you know for asset managers, you know, we, we do we do get quite a lot of questions about containers, you know, how do we see inside them it is the main one you know we were pretty sure people are putting sql server websphere etc mm-hmm. in these containers and then doing you know god knows what with them <laughs> um so it, it's, it's certainly on some people's minds but i think for, for many people you know because i you know your average it asset manager is Busy, you know, probably too busy. um Sometimes containers, I think, are possibly always in the "I'll look at it next week" pile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think twenty twenty three at least be having the conversations with people in your organisation, just so you you have a handle at least on who is using them, where are they using them, how do they figure in your company's technology roadmap for the next three years Uh, because you know if if they're going to keep on ramping up the usage then you know that, that that signifies that you you maybe need to you know take the next step sooner
1: yes absolutely
0: and and i think you know with with an increase in tools being able to to do some of this you know that that's a huge boost because the very nature of containers really means that you can't do any of this manually. Um I, I think it it needs, you know, a a a tool to, to help you get there, doesn't it?
1: It there's no other way to do it. Um like I said, it's it's because they are flexible they get moved they it's easy to to put something inside a container even if it's for a short period of time because you have a project running there's no way to to manage that in a manual fashion you need to have a tool set that can monitor it and bring that data back yes absolutely
0: so yeah so i think so you know for anyone listening if containers and on your 2023 roadmap they, they, they really should be um and certainly you know at least be be educating yourself understanding more about how they work and, and the technology so that you you know what needs to be done at, at the, the right time um and then i think the the final point that people were talking about around tools was you know uh, uh, increased usage of artificial intelligence and machine learning to try and make tools a little bit more proactive so that you know you you obviously you would still need the people and the processes but the tools were able to you know enhance those people um so it was you know maybe finding potential issues uh it's you know before the person went to look for them etc uh do you see do you see ai and, and machine learning becoming a, a bigger part of it asset management going forwards
1: um yes especially with um with cloud um and and SaaS, the SaaS world because of the the fast changes the fast uh, moving world that that is um you do need to have some kind of automation, some kind of intelligence that can keep track of it and actually come up with some recommendations. Um, it's uh, it's early days in that space. Um, software asset management will never ever, or IT asset management will never ever be able to do everything automatically on its own. Um, you always will need a human because there are so many factors that need to be considered. Um, AI is never going to know exactly what you as an organization are going to do from a business objectives perspective. So you will need to have that, that interaction saying that the ability to use um, machine learning and AI to come up with some predictive stuff, some predictive modeling um, that can help you keep Uh, control and and come up with suggestions yes um it would be great if that was already there it isn't it's coming um so yes it's definitely something that's that is being considered by different organizations and snow is one of them from a, a product and development perspective it is an area that we are looking into
0: right yeah i mean i completely agree that you know you can and never will be able to automate everything you know even the vast majority of things but where where you can use automation to you know to enhance your people and you know if you can use it to take away you know 10 or 15 percent of the the repetitive work or the busy work you know that will be a, a real boost to to IT asset managers so yep. um so yes yeah, so I think for everyone listening actually you know the, the the automation side even outside of it being built into to item tools I think looking at what can you automate going forwards you know using there are you know various tools which, which you can use to, to automate processes you know are the things you know, if you're I don't you know if, if you're generating certain reports every month or every quarter and you know, can you can you automate them? I think that is something to explore for for 2023 as well. Um, and I think for me, the problem I always find when I look at automating something is it invariably takes longer to automate something than it does to do it once. Mm. So you look at it and you think, oh, do you know what? Actually, I'll just I'll just do it, it's fine. But then when you think well, you know, if I'm going to be doing this once a month for the next five years or whatever it might be, you know, then the time investment becomes worth it. Um, it yeah. I suppose it's it's finding the time to to save the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A repetitive process or repetitive steps, if they can be automated, it's definitely something you want to look into. Um, so Snow Optimizer is is designed for that, such as you know, automatic reharvesting of software based on the fact that it's not used, or um, having a process for automatic deployment linked to your licenses or to a software request. Those are those are things that through applications and through software, um, such as Snow Optimizer, you can you can automate and make it. More seamless, um, which frees up a lot of time for yeah, the the, the ITAM manager to focus on. Okay, well, actually, they can look at saving money based on analysis of the use of software, or based on the uh, negotiations that you're going to have, or on a um, on a, an audit that's inbound. So it frees up their time as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you can use that time to go and talk to the the CIO and explain to them how Item is going to solve eighty percent of their problems. So they need to give more budget and some, yep. some more resource. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, oh, the
1: the the world of Nirvana, lovely. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, certainly, if anyone listening achieves that next year, you know, make sure you let us know um but yeah i think you know any any steps that people can take towards that ultimate goal you know it's going to be positive you know if you can um if you can show the business your strategic importance if you can work with stakeholders to to help each other um you know if you can save yourself some time find ways to to reduce wasted spend you know this this will all help with um, you know various item goals uh, around showing the business what you can do and um, you know and, and that will hopefully lead to you know, an easier time o- obtaining budget and and resources etc um so that's the that's the the plan anyway um but I think I mean we could stay for, for quite a while that we, we covered a lot of things at wisdom unplugged um some of which we've touched on some of which we haven't but i think in the interest of time we will need to um to leave it there i'm afraid Ella. so um so thank you first of all thank you to you for 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 your time and for your insights it was um a pleasure talking to you again and, and you know looking at some of the things we spoke about at unplugged as well
1: yeah thank you very much. I must say I had a a blast at the unplugged event. Um and I I hope we can uh, we can do more of those. It's great to interact with with peers and and people within the industry um and learn from each other ultimately.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, everyone everyone knows something that someone else doesn't um <laughs> and you know it, the more we can bring people together, you know the, the better. And, and I think you know with unplugged being a bit more uh, focused on sort of you know working together in groups and and things, um, it, it gives a different bit of a different uh, mindset for for thinking about these things. So I'm really pleased that, that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it and the feedback we got from th- those people that joined us was very positive too. Um, so so yeah, so for those of you listening, if you weren't able to join us, uh, first of all, you know, we'll, we'll have Wisdom and Mia in June 2023, and then there'll be a, a, a follow-up Wisdom Unplugged as well. So keep your eyes open. Um, but yeah, thank you, Yella. Thank you to everyone for, for listening. I hope you found this useful. If you have any questions, feel free to, to email us at the ITAM review um, and or you know, get in touch with, with me and Yella on on LinkedIn. Um, a, you know, any questions, any advice, et cetera, we'll be happy to help. Um, but yeah, have a, a great rest of your day, however long that might be. Uh, thanks for listening. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.